0: God, our subject is going to be the power of purpose. The power of purpose. Our thought for tonight, hallelujah, is your plans are no match against God's purpose. Your plans are no match against God's purpose. When I think about hallelujah, the the subject that God gave me, I begin to think about a boxing match, praise God. Immediately I begin to think about uh, Holyfield and, uh, I mean, um, Pacquiao and... And um, Mayweather, hallelujah. And the fight, it was a big fight. Everybody was into it if you went to fights, hallelujah. That was the fight of the year, hallelujah. But I stop by to tell you today, hallelujah, that your plans is no match against God's purpose, hallelujah. You're in the battle of your life, hallelujah, if you think your plans is greater than God's purpose for your life. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Proverbs, the 19th chapter. Proverbs 19. Glory be to God thank you lord proverbs 19th chapter we're going to be- begin reading at the 18th verse and i'm reading from the international version hallelujah i know a lot of you have the king James version i'm also going to refer to the king James version at some point but we're reading from the international version glory be to god Now, we know this book of Proverbs, hallelujah, was a book, praise God, that had many authors, hallelujah. The main author of the book of Proverbs was Solomon. However, there were other authors of this book, hallelujah. He had uh, the wise men, Solomon Wise Men wrote some of the books, hallelujah. Um, Hezekiah, the men of Hezekiah wrote some of the books, hallelujah. We had Agar that wrote some of the books. and Then there was Lemuel and his mother wrote some of the books, but the main author is Solomon. In this particular chapter, hallelujah, the 19th uh, chapter, beginning at the 18th verse, Discipline your children, for in that there is hope. Do not be a willing part to their death. A hot-tempered person must pay the penalty, rescue them, and you will have to do it again. Listen to advice and accept discipline. At the end, you will be counted among the wise. Many are the plans in a person's heart. But it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Hallelujah. So we see in this particular verse, the Lord was speaking to, uh, uh, in this verse, the writer was speaking to an audience. There are several people in this audience as we begin to look at this verse, these verses. We look at, he says, discipline your children. So at this particular time, they're talking to the parents. Parents, discipline your children. He's talking to the children as well in the, in the past, just letting them know that your parents would have to discipline you at times. He says, do not be willing part to their death, hallelujah. He was telling the parents, don't be a willing party to their death. He talked to persons when he said a hot-tempered person. That would include all of us. At any point, at any time, we all are subject to be hot-tempered, hallelujah. He went on to say, listen to advice and accept discipline. And then on the 21st verse, he went on again to say a person's heart. So we're all included in this chapter. A lot of people would like to take this and just point it towards the children and say, that you should discipline your children, children, listen to what the Bible says. But he's talking about all of us. Nobody is excluded in this particular verse. Hallelujah. We see that the book of Proverbs mainly they talked about knowledge and it talked about wisdom a whole lot in the book of Proverbs. Now we know that knowledge is the ability to acquire facts or information. Knowledge is the, again, is the ability to acquire fact or information. Throughout this journey of my life, hallelujah, I found that some of us have a whole lot of knowledge, hallelujah. Knowledge is not something that seems to be a major problem for any of us. After all, how can it be when we have the information highway in our fingertips, praise God? We're just a click away from everything, praise God. If anybody's familiar with um, the internet, praise God, or, or resources, you can know that we can always go to Google hallelujah, and we can click on Google. right a click away. You can click on YouTube to get information. You can click on Bing and many other resources. But when we go to talking about wisdom, hallelujah, that's a whole nother subject, hallelujah. It's something totally different. You can't find wisdom on YouTube. Try searching, if you will, to find it on Google. Now, I was told that wisdom is the ability to rightfully apply the facts or information that you receive. Keep in mind that wisdom is the ability to rightfully apply the information that you receive. You're receiving knowledge, now do you have the wisdom to be able to apply that knowledge that you've received. The only source of obtaining wisdom is through God. The Bible tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. As I begin to look at this thing called wisdom, I began to say to the Lord, so Lord, is that why it's possible for someone to have a vast fortune of knowledge for persons that I know, praise God, that might have this degree or that degree, but at the same time, it will amaze you with the non-essential foolishness that comes out of their mouth each time they open it. I came to realize, praise God, that it's not just that they don't have knowledge. They have knowledge, but they like wisdom. Again, it is the ability to rightfully apply the knowledge that they have, that they do not possess. It's not that they don't know right from wrong, or what they should do or not do. Neither is it that they don't know what to do or what to say, but most of all, when to say it. Hallelujah. After all, they have college degrees. We always sing praise God, it's a shame how that girl turned out, hallelujah. I know me myself have been guilty of that. Now you know that's a shame, how she turned out. You know she was raised right, hallelujah. It always amazes me, praise God, to see people raised in the same household, hallelujah, with the same parents, hallelujah, but turn out completely different. Hallelujah. I, I, I'm reminded of my own children, hallelujah, when I think about my son and my daughter, hallelujah, and how they were raised in the same household, same parents, going, raised in church all their lives, but turned out completely different. I began to question and wonder, and I found out that it had nothing to do with how they were raised, hallelujah, but it had everything to do with the information that they've been given, hallelujah or the information that they have the ability to rightfully apply to their lives. In other words, if I would leave a home and I gave each one of them a task and said, I want this house cleaned up before y'all leave home. I need you to do the dishes. I need you to vacuum the floor. They both got the information. But it all depends on how they processed it. Now, out of one of them, you're going to have one that's going to wait till the last minute. They're going to sit there, they're going to play the video game, they're going to watch TV, they're going to talk on the telephone, and when they get ready, then they're going to get up and try to hurry up and do half-do or not do at all what I've told them to do. In other words, it has nothing to do with how they were raised. It all has to do with how you process that information, what you decide to do with it. Did you have enough wisdom to know that if I don't have this done by the time Mama get home, I'm going to be in trouble? Glory be to God. It's not about the knowledge you have. As saints of God, we've heard enough, we've seen enough, and we're old enough. It's about the wisdom that is liking. Knowledge is no good if you don't have the wisdom to be able to use the knowledge. That right there should have delivered somebody right by itself. Hallelujah. When I think about today's society and, and Elder Burton hit on it again, hallelujah, if ever there was a time that we needed wisdom, now is the time, praise God. We don't have to uh, turn on the TV anymore to see what's going on, praise God. There's no doubt in my living in perilous times church we don't have to turn the TV to see what's going on around the world we can just open up our front doors and look down the block hallelujah someone's being shot on this block someone's being robbed on this block praise God truly we live in a troubled times praise God we live in a time where no one has accountability anymore there's little if any accountability no one wants to be accountable for anything no ability, no accountability for negative behavior or bad behavior. No accountability, hallelujah, for wrong actions and wrong choices and wrong decisions, praise God, that you with your grown self decided to make. Church, there's no doubt in my mind we're living in troubled times, praise God. Society or people or none of y'all now, people that I know, praise God, call right wrong and wrong right. It's okay now to wear a badge and gun down an innocent black man, praise God, all in the name of justice, praise God, and declare that they were justified. It's not okay to walk in a church full of God's people and pretend to be worshiping God with them and then to have open season on the people of God because of your political, religious, or racial views, praise God. It's now OK, according to the world, praise God, to declare your lifestyle openly, praise God. Homosexual, bisexual, lesbian, or transsexual, praise God. And it's all OK, because that's the way I feel. I feel like I should have been born that way, so that makes it right. How many know God don't make any mistakes? that God is omni-conscious, he's all-knowing, all-seeing, praise God, this fast-paced, ever-growing in a knowledge of a world, but never coming to the truth that we now live in. Many possess knowledge, but I'm almost certain that very few have any wisdom on how to apply it. Just because you feel like it, think it, or decide you're going to do it or make plans to do it doesn't make it right. 2 Timothy 3 and 7 talks about get wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. In all thy getting, get understanding. If there was ever a time we need to get understanding, now is the time. I look at this younger generation, church, and I know that we had our issues. Okay, maybe I had my issues. Y'all looking at me kind of strange. I know I had my issues. So I'm going to talk about me. I had my issues. But this generation, God knows I need some wisdom, wisdom to be able to understand them, to be able to continue to relate to them without being a sounding judgmental, hallelujah. I need to still be able to discipline my child and my grandchildren in love without pushing them farther to the arms of the world. We need wisdom. Glory be to God. Proverbs 19, 18, as we looked at that particular passage, hallelujah, and we begin that verse, said, Discipline your children, for in that there is hope. In other words, we have to discipline our children. How many know that discipline is still good, church, for all ages? All ages. That includes us, too. It's still right if done in love. The writer is commanding the audience, which is the parents, to discipline the children, for in that there is hope. He goes on to tell them to do not be a willing party to their death. In other words, if I don't discipline you, I'm raising a little chaos. I'm molding a little terror that's going to wreak havoc one day on you and on the world. You're setting your child up for failure if you're not giving him or her the discipline they need, and you're not giving them any hope for the future. That's what the writer was saying. He went on to say, praise God. He said, I, I begin to submit, praise God, that our problem has a, uh, our society has a problem in this generation that we now live in, praise God. And the problem is there is no hope. All hope is gone. We now live in a, a generation of hopelessness that's filled with hopelessness. I know what it feels like, church, to be hopeless or feel hopeless at times. I've been in situations many times, praise God, and I struggled many years. Depression and oppression, hallelujah, and I battled for years, thoughts of suicide and feelings of inadequacy, hallelujah. If anybody ever felt hopeless in the church tonight, anybody ever had that feeling? I didn't necessarily want to die, praise God, but I told myself in my mind I was tired. I just want to go to sleep. I'm just tired. Hopelessness. Hallelujah. If you're finding yourself going through something, praise God, and not quite sure what you're going through, hallelujah, i stop by to tell you tonight, praise God, that every situation that you go through, praise God, is not necessarily an attack from the enemy. Glory be to God. The Bible says, hallelujah, in Hebrews 12 and 6, for the Lord disciplined the ones he loved, and he punishes every son he receives. God is not going to be a willing party in your death. So there are times when we do require discipline. Glory be to God. Or maybe you're just, praise God, uh, if you're going through something, maybe you're just getting a little discipline from the Father, praise God. Uh, He went on in the 19th verse to talk about the hot tempered person must pay the penalty. A lot of times we don't want to deal with hot-tempered children, praise God, so we let them get away with a lot more than we normally do because we don't want to deal with the conflict and the chaos that they bring with them. Or maybe there's a hot-tempered person in your life, praise God. Have you ever experienced living with somebody with a hot temper, praise God? Do you know what it's like to walk around on eggshells because you're scared to set them off? Hot-tempered. He went on to say, praise God, that if there's a penalty you must pay for being hot-tempered. Sometimes we just fly off the handle and don't know what we're saying, what we're doing, and then later on you wish you could take it back. My mama says, it's hard to get up spilled milk. Once it's spilled, it's gone. Hallelujah. Penalty, praise God. Now, a penalty is a punishment imposed for breaking the law. Rules or disadvantage of an unpleasant experience suffered as a result or action of a circumstance. So whenever you're paying the penalty, praise God, for something that done, or you said, or action, praise God, you're going to suffer. You have to go through some things, hallelujah. There are consequences for your action. Just because you got got by or you didn't get caught this time doesn't mean you're getting away. Our God is omnipresent. God is everywhere and sees everything. The 20th verse went on to tell us to listen to advice and accept discipline. And at the end, you will be counted among the wise. We need to listen to advice. This is for the whole church. Listen to advice and accept discipline. It went on in the 21st verse to say, Many are the devices in a man's heart. This is the King James Version. Many are the devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord shall stand. Now, when I begin to look up the word devices, praise God, it says devices is plan, schemes, tricks for a particular aim. We went on to look at heart. Heart is the innermost feeling, the one innermost. In other words, the heart sets the mood. We can't see what's in your heart, praise God, the innermost part of you that nobody can see. Or we see you on the outside. You look like you got it all together on the outside. But what's going on inside the heart? He went on to say, many are the plans in a man's heart. In other words, many are the devices in a man's heart. Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10 say, the heart is deceitfully wicked. Above all things, desperately sick. Who can understand it? The heart is deceitfully wicked. You know, when you all deceitfully, or trick you in a minute, deceit is trickery. Your heart, think about this thing, church, your heart is deceitfully wicked. You can't put no stock or no trust in your heart. It said desperately. You know when you're desperate for something? If you was in a desert, you were thirsty and desperate for water? It said desperately sick. Who can understand it? God said that he searches the heart and tests the mind. Only God can understand our heart. Glory be to God. David came to realize, praise God, of that about his heart. Hallelujah. David came to the realization. That's why he cried out, Lord, created me a clean heart, oh God. And don't just stop at my heart, David said. He said, my spirit is messed up too. So renew in me a right spirit. Hallelujah. The heart and the spirit goes together. Hallelujah. A lot of time we're praying for God that created us a clean heart, praise God. But we fail to say, Lord, help my jacked up spirit. Glory be to God. Our hearts getting clean, but our spirits remaining jacked up. Paul began to say unto us, praise God. He said, present your bodies, renew your minds, that present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is our reasonable service. He told us not to be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of our mind, that we might prove what is an acceptable and perfect will of God. So Paul told us that we need to do something. There's something that we need to do. We need to present our bodies as saints of God. We need to renew our minds. Hallelujah. That's a commandment that we're supposed to do. But only God can renew a right spirit. He can't. Re- we can't renew our own spirit. We can't do it. Only God can renew this best of spirit. So when you're praying for God to create in you a clean heart, don't forget your spirit. Hallelujah. Only when our spirits are right and our hearts are clean can we present our bodies and renew our minds through the help of Jesus Christ. I don't care how much you try to do it by yourself, but you can't do it. You got to get a clean heart and a a renewed spirit before we can even begin to present our bodies. I'm telling you what I know. For years, I tried many times, hallelujah. Again and again, I would fail when I first got saved. My mom used to tell me, I don't care what you do. You keep going to that altar. Stay on the altar. Do not leave that altar. You keep praying and praying and praying, and God's going to change things. So no matter how jacked up I was, I kept praying. I kept bringing myself. Trying to present my body a living sacrifice, wholly unacceptable to God, which is the reasonable service. He said, reasonable means I'm not asking you to do something that's out of the ordinary. This is the normal thing. This is reasonable. But I couldn't do it. Why well, I couldn't do it? Because I prayed for a clean heart. And when I got saved, God cleaned my heart. But my spirit had to be renewed. Renewed day by day by day by day. People coming to church and automatically we want to try to clean them, skin them, and fix them up. But there's a sanctification process, and God has to renew our spirits. It ain't gonna happen overnight all the time. Some things will fall off immediately. Don't let nobody condemn you. The Bible says, "Therefore, now there is no condemnation, that those that in Christ Jesus that walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit." Hallelujah. So don't let nobody condemn you, hallelujah. There's a difference between conviction and condemnation, praise God. I come to help somebody tonight, praise God. Somebody that might be struggling tonight. Somebody that just got in here and ready to turn back, praise God. I stop by to encourage your heart and tell you to hold on, hallelujah. Therefore, now, there is no condemnation. I don't care what it is you're going through, praise God. When I first got saved, praise God, some things fell off. I didn't have a problem because I wasn't a big cursor. So cursing wasn't a big major problem. I didn't have a problem drinking because I wasn't no big drinker. Drinking fell off easy. I wasn't no club goer, so that didn't bother me much. My problem was sex. Now I had to pray. This time, this kind come through nothing but by fasting and praying. Some things ain't going to come off easy. If you've been a smoker all your life, praise God, and you want to stop smoking, that thing you might have to come through fasting and praying. But don't let nobody condemn you because you're still smoking. You might just see Jesus a look quicker than the rest of us. Hallelujah. But he's your Savior. When he accepted you, he accepted you into the royal priesthood. You're chosen. Hallelujah. He went on to say, Hallelujah. Ezekiel began to say, praise God, uh, that in 36 and 26, it says that I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put in you. So when you accepted Christ into your life, he said, I'm going to give you a new heart. And not only am I going to give you a new heart, I'm going to give you a new spirit. Proverbs 4 and 23 tells us, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Guard your heart. Watch what you let in. Watch who you let in. Watch your eyes because your eyes is the windows to the soul. Hallelujah. Whatever you're watching, whatever you're looking at, whatever you're doing, hallelujah, watch because everything you do will flow through the heart. The Bible says in Proverbs 23 and 7, For such as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Good or bad, praise God. You can think something long enough in your mind, hallelujah, until you begin to convince yourself and believe it in your heart. I'm telling you what I know, not something I heard. You sit there and you see uh, a brother uh, cucumber down the street. And he looking real good. And then he wants your phone number. Or you want Sister Sally's Sookie, Sookie Sookie number. And then she give it to you. And you say, well, I ain't going to call her. I'm just, boy, she was so looking good. You know, I, I might, I'm just going to call her and see how she's doing. And then you call them. Well, can we meet? No, I, I ain't going to meet with her. I'm just going. Uh, well, then next thing you know, you're meeting. So you're thinking about it every day. You're thinking about him every day more and more and more and more. And that thing is getting on in your heart. Now you're convincing your mind that it's okay. I'm just going to meet him. Ain't nothing going to happen if I just meet him. Why are you getting all sexy and doled up at the same time? I know what I'm talking about. Then it's only a matter of time before it flows out of your mouth. Once you've done thought on that thing, you're going to call. Yeah, you, you're sure looking good. You know, he don't talk to me the way you talk to me. He treat You treat me real good. Then next thing you know, the body is flowing. The actions is going to follow. I know what I'm talking about, church. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. What's in that heart is going to come out of your mouth. That's why it's so easy for a man nowadays to convince himself that he's a woman and a woman to convince herself that she's a man. They I was I should have been born this way. This is the way I know this is the way God created me. Now all of a sudden you're braiding your hair about you're thinking on that thing, you're looking in the mirror, buffing yourself up, taking hormones, taking whatever you need to take. Now you're thinking in your mind, this is how I should have been born. This is how I should have been born. Now I'm dropping my pants down below my butt if I'm a woman. Now I'm pulling up the tight, tight pants if I'm a man. And I'm thinking on it, I'm thinking on it. And now I got a switch and a twist and my my wrist broke because I'm thinking on this thing, and I really believe in my heart that I'm a woman, but the world ain't convinced because we see you as you are. So everybody, you convinced in your mind, you've convinced yourself in your heart, but we see that you are a man. That's why the Bible says, such as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So when you meet a a person that's homosexual, lesbian, they really think that this is the way they are. And you can't convince them otherwise. It's going to take the Holy Spirit. Somebody here today is going through a struggle or a situation. Right now, you're in the fight of your life, hallelujah. Somebody is trying to understand what's going on, going on in your life, going on in the life of your child, praise God. You're saying, how can this be? God, I know I'm raised them right, hallelujah. Lord, I know everything looks like it's going wrong, praise God. Some of you don't have any peace anymore at night, praise God. Your peace is gone. You find yourself, praise God, tossing and turning late in the midnight hour, hallelujah. I'm talking about peace, the kind of peace that surpasses all understanding. Hallelujah. Not just any kind of peace, praise God. Some of you, your joy has gone, praise God. I'm not talking about any happiness, temporary happiness, praise God. I'm talking about the joy that the Lord gives that the world can't take away, hallelujah. The joy of the Lord, hallelujah, is our strength. Glory be to God. You're trying to figure this thing out, praise God. You're not quite sure how, praise God. This thing is going to play out. You're trying to come up with a plan, praise God. Plan after plan after plan, have your devices in place, hallelujah, but God sent me here tonight to tell you, praise God, that you can't fix this, hallelujah, you can stop planning your next move right now, God sent me with the mantle of a prophet to let you know, praise God, that your plans are no match for God's purpose, there is no power in your plan, but there's power in the purpose, Hallelujah. I don't care how much you're trying to plan, what you do. You can't stop the purpose of God for your life, praise God. I don't care how many people in your life try to come against you, praise God. They can't stop God's purpose of your life. Many have tried, praise God. I'm minded in the Bible, praise God, or who I like to call Haman, praise God. Haman the hater, praise God. How many know Haman, praise God, in the book of the Bible, hallelujah, he has devised a plan, praise God. He has made it his mission to extradite the Jews, hallelujah. Not only did he make it his mission to extradite the Jews, praise God, he wanted to make sure Mordecai was dead, hallelujah. So he went to plotting and planning, praise God, against Mordecai, praise God. So he listened to his friends and his family, hallelujah, and decided to set a noose up, praise praise God. But that same news, praise God, he hung from himself, hallelujah. So don't worry about your haters today, praise God. There's no devil in hell, hallelujah. There's no demon on this earth, praise God, that can stop God's plan for your life, praise God. God has called you by name, praise God. He set a seal over you, praise God. He has called you, praise God, for such a time as this, praise God. He has destiny for you. There's a purpose and a plan for your life, hallelujah. There's no power in your plan. There's power in the purpose, hallelujah. Don't worry about your haters, praise God. Don't get it twisted, hallelujah. I don't care how much you plan or how much you pray over another person, though. God is not going to go over their will, hallelujah, because God give us free will, praise God. It's not his purpose, praise God. It will not be. If there's somebody in your life, praise God, and and they don't desire to be with you, praise God, you can pray until you fall out. That's not their purpose. God give us all free will. He gives us all the opportunity to come willingly, praise God. But when we insist on having our own ways, hallelujah, despite wise counsel and wise advice, even warning, hallelujah, how many know God just move on out of the way? He's moved right on over, praise God, and let you work your own devices, praise God. I remember going through my own situation, praise God, and I was a Sarah, hallelujah. How many of us got some Sarah's in the building tonight, praise God? How many know Sarah's situation, hallelujah? Sarah was given a promise, praise God, that the promise would come through her, praise God, and she heard it, praise God, she stood in the tent, praise God, and the Bible says Sarah began to laugh within herself, praise God. Sarah didn't have a problem with Sarah had a problem with God, praise God, but the problem wasn't with God. How many know the problem was with Sarah, praise God? Sarah had the problem within herself, praise God. So Sarah got in a hurry, praise God. Sarah got impatient, hallelujah. He told her that the promise was going to come at an appointed time this next year, hallelujah. But Sarah didn't want to wait, praise God. She was like, how can I have a child in my old age, praise God? Will I yet have joy, praise God? But is there anything too hard for God? No, there's not, church. So Sarah got in a hurry. She decided to give Abraham, hallelujah, her maid servant, praise God. And we all know the story, hallelujah. She ain't do nothing but cause some delay, praise God. Cause some headache in her own life, hallelujah. Now, did that stop the purpose? No. The promise came, hallelujah. It just caused her some problems, praise God. When we think we want to, in, in today's vernacular, Sarah began to say, God, I got this. I remember telling God, okay, God, you're moving too slow. I got this. I can handle this Negro. I know how to bring this Negro in. If you don't know how to bring him in, Lord, I know how to bring him in. So I left the church trying to bring him in. How many know all I did was delay my progress, hallelujah, delay my process, Hallelujah. So Sarah caused a bunch of heartache and headache in her own life. Because I really remember in the Bible when they be, when after Ishmael had got a little older, praise God, now she want to get rid of them, praise God. She want to kick them out, hallelujah. She told Abraham to send them away, hallelujah. And she started it all, saying, God, I got this. Hallelujah. Her plan. We got this Sarah's making their plan. Think we're going to help our God tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Well, he does, praise God, just want to let you know, praise God, where God doesn't need your help, hallelujah. Put those devices away. Your plan is only going to delay your progress, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Sarah had to go the scenic route, hallelujah. A lot of us are on the scenic route. We done devised our little plan and got all off track. You was on the expressway. But when you start making your plan, you hopped off. Now you're on the scenic route. Gonna take you a little while to get back to the expressway. Believe me, I know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And hallelujah, when we begin to look at this, praise God, and, and uh, God has devised, praise God, a purpose for your life, praise God. And the sooner we get it in our little finite minds, praise God, that we are not our own, but we've been bought with the price, hallelujah. We've been bought with the blood of Jesus, hallelujah. We were created for him, by him, hallelujah. That there's nothing too hard for God, hallelujah. And everything that he allows to happen in your life, praise God, is to push you towards his purpose, hallelujah. That is the reason you exist, for his purpose and his purpose alone. Hallelujah. Jesus said in John 17 and 12, praise God, he said, Father, I have guarded them. I have not lost one of them that you gave me. So no matter what you're going through or how far you get off the beaten path or how far you get in the scenic route or how far your ship that's drifted away in the ocean, praise God, Jesus is right there guarding you, praise God. The Bible tells us he has not lost one of them that God has given him. So I don't care where you go. I don't care where you do, what you do. You're marked. You're sinned from the day of redemption. Hallelujah. Jesus has not lost you. If God has called you and you're under Jesus, you ain't going nowhere. You can run all you want. You can run, but you can't hide. Hallelujah. I'm reminded of Brother Jonah. How about it? Brother Jonah thought he can run from his purpose. Brother Jonah devised him a plan. God told Jonah that he needed to go, praise God. Go to Tarshish, praise God. He went down to Joppa, Joppa praise God. Bought him a ticket to go. If God said go east, he went way west. He went a total different direction. So what happens when your plan is against, contrary to God's purpose for your life? Some of our plans that we're devising is contrary to God's purpose. So Jonah decided he wanted to hop on the boat. And when he hopped on the boat, don't know God is omnipresent. He's everywhere. The sea began to get in turmoil, praise God. And he down there sleeping in the bottom of the ship. And they done called on all their gods. And none of their gods answered. They went down there in the bottom of the ship and saw Jonah down there sleeping. And said, hey, what's wrong with you? Why are you down here sleeping? We done called your God. Jonah said, damn. Ain't no sense in me calling my God. He already know where I'm at. He know I'm here. It's because of me all this is going on. They try to save Brother Jonah. They try to row. They were going to row that much harder. We're going to fight. The more they row, the more the seed turned up. God said, not so. Your plan is no match against God's purpose. Finally, they had to throw Brother Jonah overboard, and we know what happened. God designed a fish to swallow his little self up. He swallowed him up and then spit him out, and he made a three-day journey. We don't want to be on the road like Jonah. Hallelujah, man on the that's a good subject, man on the run, <laughs> all right now. <laughs> hallelujah, Jesus is right there no matter what you're going through. God has spoke destiny and purpose over your life. Your plan is no match for God's purpose. And the 20th verse, we're going to come to an end, hallelujah, soon. 20th verse, many are the plans in a man's heart. And I begin to think about that saying, many are the plans. Many are the devices. Many are the plans. When I begin to think about plans, plans are temporary. And our plans are subject to change depending on how we feel from one minute to the next. Plans. How many of you know about them plans that are subject to change again and again, over and over? Ask Brother Joseph about the plans. Ask his brothers. Joseph had some brothers, hallelujah. God had given him a dream that his brothers and family were going to bow to him, and they always were hating on Joseph anyway. They were hating because he was a daddy favorite. He had his little red colorful coat. <laughs> you know how it is when you're young and they get something you ain't get. So they upset and they jealous. And then Joseph here, they, the father sent Joseph to them, and they saw him coming from afar. Here come that dreamer. So the first plan was to take Joseph and throw him, uh, to, to kill him. We're going to kill him. Then the plan changed. We're going to just throw him in a pit. Then the plan changed again. We're going to sell him. But how many know I don't care how many plans change in your life, how many people devising plans that keep changing, keep changing? God has a purpose. And the purpose was not only to save Joseph, but to save the entire household. Them same ones that was devising a plan against him. God used Joseph to save them. He said all things working for the good, hallelujah. Glory be to God. God has chosen us before the foundation of the world. He knew you in your mother's womb, praise God. He called you you by name, praise God. He has purpose for your life, praise God. He didn't set purpose of your life and change his mind, praise God. As soon as your little plan got in the way. God said he's not a man that he should lie. He changes not, hallelujah. So just because your purpose came along, God didn't decide to change his mind and say, okay, I'm taking purpose off of him. Even in the midst of your jacked up little plan, God created a scripture called Romans 8 and 28, situation to take place. He specializes in taking your jacked up plan and making all things work to the good for those that love him and that are called according to his purpose. So God will take your little jacked up plan. He ain't going to stop your plan. Not one time. Did he stop Jonah from going? Did he? He could have stopped him, but he didn't. He let him go spend his money. How many of us don't waste the money over and over again on foolishness? And then be like, dang, Lord, why you didn't stop me? <laughs> he ain't going to stop you. He probably sent you a warning, but you didn't listen. Because he said out of every temptation, he'll provide us a way of escape. So I'm sure he came to warn you. He let him go right on, buy that ticket. Get on that boat. <laughs> Romans 8, I thank God for Romans 8 and 28. They're all, cause how many of us know we don't have some jacked up plans in our lives for our own life? Thinking we bigger than God and we know what's best for us. Woo, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. He makes all things work together for the good of them that are called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. Uh, There goes that word again, purpose, praise God. His purpose shall prevail. Hallelujah. It's not saying that you can't make a plan. Hallelujah. The Bible said write the vision and make it plain. Hallelujah. Just make sure that your vision that you're writing is God's vision for your life. Not somebody else's vision for your life. Not your desperately wicked heart's vision for your life. But God's vision for your life. The Bible says, "Smit our way unto the Lord, and the Lord will bring it to pass. Praise God. Know that the Lord has the final say over our life. Praise God. What we run into problems is when we fall short is that we uh, take and consult God last. We go to everything, everybody, try everything we can, and then we consult God. That's where we run into the problems at. Ain't you glad that Jesus didn't do that? When Jesus was in the garden, hallelujah, and he began to say, Lord, remove this cup from me, If it be thy will, nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done. Jesus didn't one time start scheming or making a plan or trying to figure out how he can get out of going to the cross. He didn't say, "Uh, you know what, uh, brother Peter, you know, you you, you got a lot of mouth. How about you take this one? Take this one for the team, Peter. (laughs) Jesus ain't said that not one time. He went and said, God, if it be thy will, remove this cup. But nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done. Hallelujah the Bible tells us to guard our hearts and our mind against the things that might be happening in your emotions in your home, on your job. Don't be so quick to put your little plan together based on what you think or feel. Remember that the Word of God says many are the plans in a man's heart but it is the Lord's purpose that will prevail. It is the Lord's purpose that will stand. remember that your plan, is no match against god's purpose hallelujah and i'm done thank you jesus hallelujah thank you jesus hallelujah glory be to god hallelujah hallelujah father thank you lord glory be to god